I'm gonna crank it up here. It's time for the January 21st, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A cranked up recollection of the last 168 hours of history. Broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Esper. Hey. Yeah. Hey. And, hey. as always, the pause that refreshes <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. Yeah. That was a little... Yeah, a little weak little, today. A little downbeat on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You're from Minnesota? That's all right. I didn't mean to disparage Minnesota there earlier on. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know what, Minnesota? What? I do not like... Can I say this on the air? I don't know if I can say it. I do not like Amy Klobuchar. Why can't you say that? I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable about saying that, but I don't like her. Okay. A lot of people were touting her as the next, while well, she could be president of these United States. Yeah. I didn't see it. The next person that stands for nothing. Yes. Amy Klobuchar. Exactly right. The woman most likely not to offend anyone. Yeah. Here she is. Yeah. Uh, today we'll be talking about curiosity on Mars, Arnold's <laughs> solar panels, <laughs> Uh, Rule 202, political blunts in Louisiana, French dressing, Franz Kafka, and then some. But first, yes. do you ever ride a donkey when you were a little kid? I, well, a little kid. Well, I, a big kid. I, okay, yeah, I was, I've been a teenage I, donkey no, I was, I, The only time I, that I can remember being on donkey, yeah. I was in Tijuana yeah. with my two buddies from high school. A photo. A photo. Yeah. And, on, and the photo was... I had a big giant sombrero on. Oh man, that's and at, racist. And at the time, I looked like I was about twelve. Twelve? Yeah, because I was like. Eight, you were eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen, but, but I had, you had the sombrero. I had it was a youthful, so big. youthful continence to myself, to mm -hmm. my face. And you said you were incontinent. Yeah, I was at the time. Wow. But I had something to How'd do. How did the donkey it. feel about that? That? It was, that had a lot to do with the tequila. That's not me. Oh. It wasn't on me. Wow. So anyway, so I'm so so this guy would take your picture. A guy. A guy would take your picture. Yeah. And then there was a caption, so it came out right away, and they put in a little Ooh, postcard thing. Like a Polaroid? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Polaroid, thank you. And there was the three of us. I was on the donkey. A caption? My, a caption that said, so my two buddies are in the little cart. I'm on the donkey, and it says. Born to be wild. It said, no. if you don't like this photo, blame the jackass. Oh, uh, see, yeah. That was clever. It's kind of yeah. clever. Yeah, there you go. So there it is. That's my only. Good. Donkey Molly related, likes, yeah, yeah. That brought them together. Yeah, life. that's the one I like. Yeah. yeah. How about a mule? Aren't they the same? No. They're not. No. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Aren't they the same? From the Journal of Science Advances in ancient Mesopotamia, forty-five hundred years ago, or I guess to make it more dramatic, four thousand five hundred oh. years ago, long okay. before horses arrived, another member of the equine family, the Kunga pulled wagons around town. Uh -huh. The Kunga. Archaeologists had suspected Kungas were the result of some kind of crossbreeding, but proof was lacking. <laughs> Last week, a team of researchers reported uh, that studies of ancient DNA showed the Kunga was a cross between a female donkey and a male Syrian wild ass. <laughs> yeah. The Kunga is the first known instance of human-engineered hybrid of two species. 
Until now, the oldest known hybrid was a mule from the site in Turkey dating about 3,000 years ago. So there it is. We engineered that. Yeah, light was... mules, which are hybrids between horses and donkeys, yeah. to answer your question They're, about donkeys yeah, and, yeah. and mules there. Uh, the kungas were sterile, and so are mules. You know, yeah. they're not going to go anywhere. No. They're just a hybrid, and then right. they die, and yeah. another, uh, you know, you have to get a horse and a yeah. donkey together. Right. And I think it's a uh, female horse and a male donkey. You can't just do it the other way. Right. Right? You have right. to be precise about this. Right. Anyway, each new kunga was a one-off, a mating between a wild-ass stallion and a donkey. The stallions had to be captured and kept in captivity, even though they were highly aggressive. Well, that must be like fun. The, yeah. Yeah. Like the, I, I read a little bit about it, and some people were calling them furious, <laughs> which is adding a little texture to it. Well, uh, yeah. But yeah, imagine yeah. they were fired up about yeah, being... Something. Yeah, something. So. Kungas held their high status for at least 500 years. Then horses appeared and began to take their place hauling things around. Mm -hmm. The kunga can't be recreated. As I've said before, you know, it's if you've said right it now, once, yeah. You've said it, the um, donkeys are yeah. plentiful, but the last known Syrian wild ass died in the late 1920s. Oh my goodness! But yeah, that's it. You don't have the wild ass. You don't have uh, kunga. I, I can't say. I'm not going to say anything to that yeah. one. Yeah. The recipe. <laughs> How could you doubt that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That's what I mean. The recipe for making the kunga was unknown for thousands of years. There you go. And we finally decoded it, not even a hundred years ago. Right. But the Syrian wild ass became extinct. Yeah. So we can't do it anymore. We finally uncoded this and no more kungas. Kind of makes you sad. It does make it? me sad. Yeah. Yeah. What if, not Mahler. Well, yeah. There's a lot more. Well, there's nobody other than Mahler. Yeah. But there's... From the Associated Press. Yeah, yeah. From the Associated Press. From the Associated Press. A violent eruption of an underwater volcano near the kingdom of Tonga. So the last story... Kunga. Tonga. Yeah. Oh, I see. We got, okay, we we got, got a Kunga-Tonga yeah. segue here. Kunga-Tonga. A violent eruption of an underwater volcano near the kingdom of Tonga yeah. last week spread shockwaves quite literally around half the world. When not erupting, the volcano is almost unnoticeable, the one there in Tonga. Mm -hmm. It's two small uninhabited islands, Hungahai Apai and Hungatonga, poking about 100 meters above sea level. But, but hiding below the waves is a massive volcano. Sounds like it. Around uh, over a mile high. Wow. Yeah, over a mile high and 12 miles wide. Holy. Yeah, the Hungatonga Hungahapai volcano has erupted regularly over the past few decades. During events in 2009 and 2014 to 15, hot jets of magma and steam exploded through the waves. That sounds vaguely sexual. But yeah. Ahead, yeah, I was trying to make it that way to and get our audience yeah, stimulated. Jacked up there, so to speak. Woof. Yeah. But these eruptions were small, dwarfed in scale by the January 2022 events. Research into these earlier eruptions suggests this is one of the massive explosions a volcano is capable of producing roughly every thousand years. Okay. Capable of producing roughly every thousand years. Yeah. So we, we may have dodged a little bit of a bullet on this one in the sense. So that, far, so yeah, good. So far, yeah. The 2014-15 eruption created a volcanic cone joining the two old Hunga Islands to create a combined island about three miles long. Wow. 
It remains unclear if this is the climax of the eruption. It represents a major magma pressure release which could settle the system, or we could be in for several weeks or even years of major volcanic unrest from the Hungatanga Hungapai volcano. Yeah. yeah. Remember that uh, volcanic eruption in Iceland of many years ago? Caused air traffic to completely go yeah. crazy for yeah. a, a while. Yeah. Volcanoes are out there. We don't really think too much Volcanoes, about them. They're uh, out there. Well, I know that was a very, you know, very scientific way to put it, but I just, no, just the fact that we don't think about them as the threat. At least I don't uh -huh. think of them as the threat that Mount they. Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens, right. That was something. Yeah. Yeah. Mammoth Lakes. Mammoth Lakes. That was a huge eruption. Kaboom. That was an earth-changing eruption when it happened. Yeah. Thousands. You were there, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Boy, it really something. I mean, I, I had to stop skiing. I had really, there was a lot going on. Yeah, there. for God's sake. Yeah. When was that explosion, anyway? Several thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that gives you an idea how old Mike is. Yes, <laughs> very um, much so. Yeah. <laughs> if this news makes you want to volcanate, May I recommend a donation to KUCI to cool your magma? <laughs> Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech, radio, KUCI, 88.9 FM. From USA, Denver. That's a station there in Denver. Okay. Their homes burned in Colorado's Boulder County fire, but they still need to pay homeowners association dues. <laughs> yeah, poor people there. The homeowners association fees pay for things like trash pickup in common areas like the clubhouse and pool, but the trash cans there are all melted, so they can't take out their trash. No, they can't. And there's no trash pickup. And the clubhouse and pool are damaged, so no one wants to go there. You know, it's all kind of burned up. But it's in the contract. Nathan. It's in the car exactly. It's in the contract. The homeowners received an email from the association saying they are still collecting dues minus the trash fee. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Unfortunately, the email continued. The bylaws require us to charge dues, and believe me, we have looked at any way not to. Oh yeah. We are so concerned about this that we have started it to raise money to support the families involved, and after only a few days, we have raised twelve thousand dollars. Well, what? But, does yeah, does that mean, cover? I don't know how many. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot here, of people but, there in Colorado. I don't yeah. know how many in this particular trap. Yeah, yeah. But twelve thousand dollars. I mean, it's like nice. A, it's no, yeah, no, a nice it's gesture. No, no. Meanwhile, the homeowners association said home homeowners must pay their fees until they sell their property to a new owner. So yeah. that's kind of screwed. And what I thought mainly about this story is it gives you kind of an idea of what Orange County is up against too. If something major happens here, how is that going to be resolved? With some people are paying thousands of dollars in homeowners association fees. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> From Smithsonian Magazine. Let just for back up there. Back so, up. in other words, is this saying is this story saying that if you have homeowners association dues, and it's something catastrophic happens, this is kind of a consistent thing across different states, different whatever, it's, it, you're pretty much locked Pretty in. much when you sign the contract, yeah, uh, you know, okay. that's it. Wow. What if, uh, what if I mean, the, we can go with a law, yeah. yeah, we can go to have it file a suit and see what happens in court, but. What if you find out there's a volcano in your neighborhood? That's true. Yeah. You never that, know. You never know. I mean. 
from Smithsonian Magazine. Since the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's Curiosity rover's descent on Mars in 2012, it has rolled the planet's dusty surface, searching for signs of ancient small life forms like microbes. Looking for life on Mars. Mm -hmm. Last week it was announced that a new analysis of sediment samples collected by Curiosity revealed an unusual amount of carbon isotopes. Chemical signatures like these are considered strong, but heavily debated evidence for prehistoric microbial life here on Earth. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same on Mars. Nef. Alternatively, scientists suggest the strange isotopes could have been caused by space dust or the degradation of carbon dioxide from ultraviolet light. Nevertheless, they're thinking, you know, maybe maybe there's some little small form of so little life on Mars. So little microbes that may be the building blocks for life somewhere, yeah. somewhere out down the line, yeah. which only took us here on Earth a couple of hundred million years to develop. Are you asking me? I believe it was in the millions of years before yeah. we were able to. Well, if you go from, we don't, I don't even know if we can actually positively say at what particular point, Yeah. you know, like... Yeah. 1942, I think. Yeah. Well, we, we, at some point, we 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 predecessors of we climbed out of the primordial ooze and made it onto land somehow. Is that how it worked? Something along those lines. God, I thought. Uh, I was, thought well, God. Well, oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of went kaput. Yeah. That's that's true. He just went. Yeah. Make it. Make it. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Did you ever see Stay Hungry? Oh God! I, is that the Arnold that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger and, and uh, Sally Fields? Sally Fields and Jeff Bridges was in it too. Oh my gosh! I thought it was a sweet little film. I kind of liked it. Okay. You know, I remember I seeing it before Arnold remember. was really a big thing. He was yeah. a little thing at that time, right? Because he was working out here in Santa Monica and right. stuff. You know. I think they'd done that little documentary about him being Mr. Universe, and then he yeah, got yeah. a got exactly. a gig. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he got a, a, a movie deal here with. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry. I remember liking it. I don't really remember much about it. But, well, he was the muscle man. Well, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Bridges was an, just another, <laughs> he was almost another dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then yeah. uh, Arnold was the muscle man. And Sally Field was Sally Field. Well, she's Sally Field. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's cool. She, be, yeah. she was sweet in that movie. She's always been, yeah. She's, yeah. Like From the New York Times by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God. You remember him, right? Yeah. I just. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, we put solar panels on one million roofs in California. That wind is now under a threat. This is the most remarkable story. Yes, For, please. Uh, to hear it from Arnold's voice yeah, well, is what no, I think. I, I thought he was a jerk and he wasn't a good governor, but this part of the, he was okay on, yeah. on the environment. Well, he's been pretty good. And what I didn't like about him is Jay Leno. It was kind of the first time where you're where you were introduced to a political candidate yeah. by some guy on TV yeah. who you didn't even like. Yeah, yeah. Or at least I didn't like. Yeah, I know. What but you're it saying. just brought it, this huge popularity to Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Because there he was on late night, and that was a thing back then. Yeah. Now not so much. Not so much. But but, and I don't want to recount the whole debacle of. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. The recall of Gray Davis and all that stuff. Oh, that yeah, yeah. that was that made it stink. That really did. Because there was nothing wrong with what Dave, Gray, Gray, Davis, oh, Gray Davis did at all. Right. You know? Yeah, if Schwarzenegger run and he beat Gray Davis in a you know, one-on-one, I would, that, I'd feel a little differently about it. Yeah. But that thing was engineered. Enron was, was gaming the, the grid in order to make more money off of California. Yeah. 
they needed to make up for a comp they needed to compensate for more money so they raised the the tax on light uh, on car licenses yeah. in order to compensate for Enron screwing the state. Yeah, and yeah. then Gray Schwar- Davis and his administration, administration raised the taxes. Right. So then, so then Schwarzenegger's meeting with the head of Enron, the criminal who was running Enron, yeah. gives him a bunch of money to run in a recall, essentially against Gray Davis. The whole thing, in my yeah. mind, was engineered. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. this is Arnold Schwarzenegger speaking yeah. here. California has more rooftops with solar panels than any other state and continues to be a leader in new installations. Right. But a proposal from the state's Public Utility Commission threatens that progress. Absolutely. It should be stopped in its tracks. Yes. When I was California governor, me, not no. Arnold. <laughs> Yeah, when Arnold was California's governor, uh, he set a goal along with his administration uh, in 2006 of putting solar panels on one million roofs across the state. The state now has 1.3 million solar rooftops generating roughly 10,000 megawatts of electricity, enough to power 3 million homes. And more are being added every week. Yes. But this hard-earned and vitally important accomplishment is now under threat. The California Public Utilities Commission is considering a plan that would make it too costly for many Californians to have solar power. This is unbelievable. Yeah, a decision could come as soon as next Friday, the 27th of January. This, on this. Again, we have made so much progress. There is they, The state legislature passed a bill to make it mandatory that every new home has to be able to accept solar moving yeah. forward. We are making amazing strides in solar technologies and solar uh the cost is coming down there's so many things about that this is just a power grab by the utility companies that's what this is yep the plan is complicated and has some good features like creating funds to encourage homeowners and businesses with solar to add batteries for storage and to help bring solar power to poor and polluted communities but it would also include a new monthly grid participation charge yes. that would average an estimated $57 a month for solar cons- uh, customers only. People who power their homes with fossil fuels wouldn't pay this. Yes. How does that make even, yeah, any sense at all? No. So it's a solar tax. Yeah. So if you go to the extent of trying to help make it a better place to live, putting solar panels on your roof, and then giving some of that power eventually, you get credits for giving it back to That's the right. system, you're getting taxed for that. Well, it seems to me that we're reaching kind of that tipping point in, in California. We're getting closer and closer to the point where solar or renewables will completely outstrip fossil fuels in terms of viability and cost and everything else. And these utility companies want to stop that from happening. Yeah, so they want to add a tax onto it. Uh, let's see here. This solar tax would also apply to customers who invested in batteries to store that solar energy. And battery storage is critical for the transition to clean energy and grid resilience. But this tax will only discourage that progression. Moreover, the commission would cut credits to new solar customers and some older ones as much as 80% for the electricity they don't use and send to the grid under the net metering program. Yeah. Although the Utilities Commission is independent of the governor, Governor Gavin Newsom appointed four of its five commissioners. Now, these are the guys that are doing it. Newsom and his commission must stand up to the monopolistic utilities and protect California's solar 
solar power programs for the state's future and the planets. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger there. Well, and, all right, good on you, and, Arnold. Uh, we applaud for him. Calling we applaud him. Yeah, yeah. That's right, Mom. We give him, a, we give him a, one of those yeah. sarcastic laughs, but yeah, way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, yeah, I've yeah. enjoyed listening to him over the last, say, five or six years. Okay. He's had some good points, I all think. Right. Yeah. Mr. Schwarzenegger. Okay. By the way, a quick Schwarzenegger yeah. story. Yeah. Personal interaction with Arnold. Oh. I was working in Mammoth. We mentioned Mammoth? that earlier. I was working at the uh, at a restaurant. A restaurant. Should go nameless at this point. Why? Uh, I, well, because it was the it was the chart house. Okay. The chart and I was house. and I just started there and I was working the salad bar. Okay. And I'm standing there you're doing working a, the salad I'm bar. Putting what are you the, doing? I'm taking care of the gorkins and the cucumbers. Oh, you're like you're restocking. Restocking the salad like bar. crazy. The croutons. Yeah. I'm going nuts in yeah. there. Right. Barely look up. Yeah. And I do look up, and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver just walking right, right yeah. in front of me, like yeah, right there. Eye number. Eye level, eyeball to eyeball with yeah. Arnold. I wanted to punch him in the face, but I, yeah. I, I just didn't, because yeah. I, I like my job. Uh-huh. I really like stalking, restocking the Did salad. Did he bowl. ask for a cucumber or anything? No, he didn't. He just went through there. Yeah, I had a cucumber. <laughs> cucumber. He said something about the chopper. He wanted me to get into the chopper. Or huh. something. I didn't understand what he was saying. So, and then he's uh, crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. What can I say? Uh, From the Voice of America News, conservationists, conservationists, and veterinarians are warning that plastic waste, veterinarians, wait a second. What? Conservationists and veterinarians are warning that plastic waste in an open landfill in eastern Sri Lanka is killing elephants in the region after two more were found dead over the weekend. Oh, my God. Poor little elephants out there. Around 20 elephants have died over the last eight years after consuming plastic trash in the dump in Palakadu village in the Ampara district, about 130 miles east of the capital of Colombo there in Sri Lanka. Examinations of the dead animals showed that they had swallowed large amounts of non-degradable plastic that is found in the garbage dump. Polythene food wrappers, plastic, other non-digestibles, and water were the only things found in their stomachs in the post-mortem. The normal food that elephants eat and digest was not evident. All they had was plastic. They were trying to live on plastic. Elephants are revered in Sri Lanka but are also endangered. They are increasingly vulnerable because of the loss of and degradation of their natural habitat. Many venture closer to human settlements in search of food, and some are killed by poachers or farmers angry over damage to their crops. Hungry elephants seek out the waste in the landfill, consuming plastic as well as sharp objects that damage their digestive systems. The elephants then stop eating and become too weak to keep their heavy frames upright. When that happens, they can't consume water water or food, and that quickens their death. You know, we haven't figured out enough ways to kill elephants. We came, we seem to have come up with another way. These things are sentient. They have, they have families. They have s- sort of social structure. They have things that uh, point to a much higher intelligence than we've given them credit for. So, and then there's I give them credit. And, and then there's the elephant man. How about you, Molly? Yeah, you I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, California. Mm-hmm. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org. Mm-hmm. We're in California. We are in California. 
Yeah. It's a place you want to be. That's what Arnold used to say all the time. He did? Cali. Yeah, he did. He said it. California. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say California. Yeah. Yeah. California. On Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI. 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. <laughs> From Media Matters. I like Media Matters. Too. Yeah. yeah. They've been around for a while now. Yes, they have. Yes. Last week, DirecTV announced it would not be renewing its contract with One America News Network, which expires in April. Now, all we can say to that is, you know... Good. Yeah. Good. 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 On on the spectrum of, I can't say the word. I want to say crappy right wing disinformation spectrum media outlets. Uh huh. You got Fox. Yeah. That's at the top of the heap as far. Well, well they got the most influence. Yeah, the most. But influence. OAM is the stinkiest. Yeah. Well, news. Yeah, and then you got Newsmax, which is kind of the bottom feeder, even within that world. Actually, yeah. Yeah. So you got these three titans of. BS, spewing anti-American BS constantly. Yeah, and yeah, thank God, thank you, Dish. Was it Dish or Direct? Direct TV Direct is by far OAN's biggest carrier. Yes, that's the one that dropped them. Yeah, and the network depends heavily on it, according to an OAN accountant's sworn testimony in 2019. The network's value would be zero without the Direct TV deal. It's going to lose now in two and a half months. Didn't Dominion go That's after kind of them? Contradictory. It's going to lose in two and a half months. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Two, didn't Dominion, the voting machine company, went after them, slapped them with a big old yeah, exactly. bag of trouble? With DirecTV, OAN has only two national carriers left. CenturyLink Prism, which appears to be in the process of discontinuing service nationwide. And Verizon FIOS TV, or FIOS TV is... Okay. Okay. I looked up the uh, pronunciation on that because I wasn't sure. So it's Fios? It's Fios. Fios. Yeah. Okay. It's not F-I-O-S. Even though in the pronunciation, yeah. you go to those. You ever do that? You go to pronunciation on YouTube? I should. Yeah, but sometimes they don't pronounce it right. Yeah. Sometimes it's a joke. I can, I can get along with that. But yeah. sometimes they don't pronounce it right. Or oftentimes they have a computer oh, trying to pronounce is it. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these uh, other two uh, services, uh, especially Verizon FIOS, FIOS, FIOS TV, which makes OAN available to 3.7 million subscribers through its services, also struggling to retain customers. OAN also remains available on Roku with 55 million active users. That's for Roku, not That's for exactly OAN. That's exactly right. They always say those things. Available for 55 yeah. million people. Implying that somehow, some way, there are 55 million idiots in the country. Yeah. 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 And Amazon Fire TV with 50 million users. That would mean that yeah. Amazon Fire TV has yeah. 50 million users. I don't know uh, anyone who yeah. tunes into OAN, but they ought to take it off of there too. Yeah. Losing DirecTV subscriber base is a potential death blow for OAN and it, as it currently oh. exists. Oh, miss it. The nation has asked viewers to help OAN get picked up by both Charter Communications and Comcast, though neither TV service has shown any public interest and they would likely be even less interested now that the channel has become known for outlandish conspiracy theories, perverse bigotry, and violent fantasies of mass ex executions. Yeah, that's true. First time I ever saw them, I was on a trip with my dad to Alaska. It was on an Alaskan cable outfit. Yeah. I'd never seen it before. 
And I was just completely horrified. Of course, my dad was watching it. But, yeah, it was absolutely... Ed, Bannon, Steve Bannon is on Newsmax, yeah. which is on my cable provider. He's still on the air. You know this guy's out there? Yeah. Unbelievable. I, yeah. Don't, don't even get me started. The ongoing defamation lawsuits brought separately by Dominion Voting Systems, as you said, and Smartmatic over OAN's coverage of the 2020 elections yeah. is also threatens its future, potentially to the tune of over $1.6 billion. Between the lawsuits and the content, no TV provider has any reason to want this radioactive bottom feeder OAN. <laughs> but the Herring family, that's who owns it. The Herring uh, family? The Herring family. The Von Herring family? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bavaria? Oh, okay, The sorry. Herring family, <laughs> which owns OAN, is independently wealthy, and founder Robert Herring Sr. is highly litigious. So, you know, no telling where this might oh, go. Oh, good. Bankrupt these people. Go for it, yeah. Von Herring. Yeah. yeah. Heinrich Von Herring! <laughs> Had to leave Germany you after watch the war. My TV? <laughs> oh, uh, you idiots. Yeah. Let's take a little break now. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, we're going to. A music break. We're yeah. taking a little music break. Uh, Thank uh, you, Mahler. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. From The Guardian. ExxonMobil is attempting to use an unusual Texas law to target its intimate and to target and intimidate its critics, claiming the lawsuits against the company over its long history of downplaying and denying the climate crisis violate the U.S. Constitution's guarantee of free speech. So they lied about what they were doing to the planet. Right. And now they want to sue because people are pointing it out. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Oh, Freedom of speech. I, my, I'm protected by... You're impeding my right to talk about the people I killed. Yeah. To not have you talk about the people I killed, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Exxon is asking the Texas Supreme Court to allow it to use the law known as Rule 202 to pursue legal action against more than a dozen California municipal officials. Exxon claims that in filing lawsuits against the company over its role in the climate crisis, the officials are orchestrating a conspiracy against the firm's First Amendment rights. Oh, F you. Exxon also makes the curious claim that legal action in the California courts is an infringement infringement of the sovereignty of Texas, where the company is headquarters. Of course. I guess they haven't heard of the United States. No. It, yeah. It's only it's it's very confederate of them to do that. It's don't so you think? confederate of them. Yeah. Yeah. Eight California cities and counties have accused Exxon and other oil firms of breaking state laws by lying and burying evidence, including from its own scientists, about the climate crisis. The municipalities are seeking billions of dollars in compensation for damage caused by wildfires, flooding, and other extreme weather events, and to meet the cost of building new infrastructure to prepare for the consequences of rising global temperatures. Nathan, are you referring to that scientifically based study that was done by Exxon scientists back in 1978 that proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that carbon in the atmosphere would eventually cause the climate to warm up and threaten the life of all people on the planet? Is that the study you're referring to? Yeah, making Exxon the perhaps most violent mass murderer in the history of the world? Yeah. that is that the one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Rule 202, in effect, allows corporations to go on a fishing expedition for incriminating evidence. They are able to question individuals under oath and demand access to documents even before any legal action is filed against them. 
You know, in Texas, they have those laws. You can't say anything bad about meat. Oh, Remember yeah. when Oprah yeah. got into trouble? She yeah. They were going to throw her in jail. They were going to throw Oprah in jail for saying something moderately critical of people eating yeah. too much meat. Exxon wants to use the provision to force the California officials to travel to Texas to be questioned by the firm's lawyers about what the company described as lawfare. Is what they call it. instead of warfare. It's a lawfare. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, how many times has Exxon used uh, lawfare to get its pipelines through or, or get out of having to pay damages to somebody whose property was ruined by their noxious fumes? Yeah. The misuse of the legal system for political ends, that's lawfare. Mm -hmm. But they're not misusing anything here. Mike and I say Exxon's attempt to use... Uh, uh, free pe free freedom of speech as an excuse is BS. It's but, completely you know. nonsense. But what do we know? Well, what do we know? Yeah. Just a couple of knuckleheads. Yeah. Let's play. Come on, Mahler. Cheer yeah, us up. Clown card time. Good. Oh, okay. Good. Good girl. Damn it. Good boy. Come on. Get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh, there you go. There he goes. I feel better now. <sighs> Wait a second. Yeah. So what about those Lakers? Well, I think they should fire Frank Vogel, don't you? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's great. I think they should get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of Russell Westbrook while you're at it. Yeah, okay. From Forbes magazine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Gary Chambers, a Democrat running for the U.S. Senate from Louisiana, unveiled a new ad where he is shown smoking marijuana. What? Yeah. What? In the highly unusual spots, Chambers, who is seeking to unseat Republican Senator John Kennedy, you know that jackass. What? A, God. You mean I always call Senator Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, the guy from that. Harvard or wherever yeah. he's from. He has a yeah. uh, 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 Ivy League education, I believe, yeah. but talks like his thumb still been embedded yeah. in the South for his whole life, just so he can get votes. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whittle here out on the front porch. Gary Chambers is trying to unseat Republican Senator John Kennedy. Uh, he's shown seated in an open field, lighting up a rolled blunt of marijuana. It's a nice fat blunt. It's nice. And taking multiple puffs. For too long, candidates have used the legislation of marijuana as an empty talking point in order to appeal to progressive voters, Chambers said in a statement accompanying the release of the ad. I hope this ad works to not only destigmatize the use of marijuana, but also force a new conversation that creates the pathway to legalize this beneficial drug and forgive those who were arrested due to its due outdated ideology. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I hope it backfires. I'm sure there are a lot of people well, in Louisiana. Well, I'm hoping that in Louisiana, this attempt by Kennedy to kind of portray him as. Well, I don't know if he's portrayed anything so far, okay. John Kennedy. Okay. This is Chambers speaking, what okay. I just I'm said. Sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I misunderstood that. Chambers supports, now what I'm saying at the beginning, maybe you misunderstood that, but yeah. they've used legislation of marijuana as an empty talking point in order to appeal to progressive voters. He's do, doing something real. Gotcha. Is what I he's gotcha. trying to I say there. Okay. Thank you. Chambers supports federal legislation that would incentivize state and local governments to expunge the criminal records of those who have been convicted of marijuana offenses, and that would expand the marijuana industry's access to financial institutions. His campaign said the ad was filmed in New Orleans, where the city council recently passed an ordinance intended to remove penalties for simple possession of marijuana, just to kind of cover his behind there. Good. And from Scientific American, according to the National Center for PTSD, over 15 million people in the U.S. suffer from uh, PTSD. How many? 
15 million okay. in any given year. Okay. I don't know how that makes a difference in any given year. No, I don't. And I, I think of all the all the vets. There's more than. 15. I guess you get cured, but then there's a new crop. Right. You have a you have an outbreak of PTSD. I guess. Ecstasy or Molly or MDMA, short for three four methylene dioxymethamphetamine, wow. was used by psychologist Leo Zeff in Oakland, California, in the 70s in conjunction with psychotherapy in private practice so that his patients were better able to confront emotionally distressing memories. 1970. Yeah, in the 70s, early 70s. 70s. Okay. Yeah. Within an hour of ingesting MDMA, patients could set aside their fears and face recollections of shame and trauma. Right on the heels of the discovery, however, MDMA stepped out of the psychotherapist's office and hit the streets, becoming one of the most used some substances for recreational purposes in the 1980s. So therefore... How about you? Do you ever have some of that stuff? I've never done it. Uh, no. In 1985, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency classified MDMA as a Schedule One substance, making its possession a crime punishable by up to 15 years in prison. Yeah. So it makes testing and everything else right. almost impossible. Right. Animal studies show that MDMA induces a massive release of the neurotransmitter serotonin, a signaling molecule that is an important regulator of mood and effect. Yeah. Which is true. According to the U.S. Controlled Substances Act, Schedule One substances, by definition, have no medical use. And yet, apparently, MDA does, MDMA does, no safety data and a high potential for misuse, which means there's typically no federal funding to study such compounds as potential therapeutics, which is a shame. It's all a shame. Yeah. Marijuana research, LSD research, this research, mushroom research, yeah. all of it. It should be, it should be going on robustly. But in the past year, psychedelic startup companies are springing up everywhere because the laws are changing. Yeah. There are now ongoing clinical trials for several other psychedelics, including psilocybin and LSD. Yeah. With any luck, we can remove MDMA from the Schedule 1 list yeah. and get on with yeah, things. Exactly. So it's treating things seriously here. Well, that's of... it. If Okay, there are, I would not argue that people can abuse all of these things that we're discussing. It's yeah. possible. Shouldn't well, happen. You can abuse anything. You, you can, can yeah. abuse chocolate. Exactly. As and my mother you... could tell you. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So just, <laughs> just having. A... It's the, it's that it's that pig heart that I just got. That. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite salad dressing? Ooh, good question. Um, good question. That's not a good question. That's a good question. It's an okay question. Yeah, it's an okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, salad dressing. Salad dressing. Um, that oil and uh, red wine vinegar. Oil and red wine vinegar. Yeah, yeah it's, just, a little, it's a good... Uh, olive oil there, yeah, 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 a little well, red wine a vinegar. Good kind of red wine vinegar. I mean, yeah. it has to be good. And yeah. oh, if you do no, it right... I get the worst kind of Because, you know, I'm like, <laughs> no, the ingredients the, don't matter at all. If you get the right mix of it, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the hill. Yeah. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced in a January 12th update that is it is revoking the 70-year-old standard of identity for French dressing. <laughs> yeah. The move is a, in response to a citizen petition from the Association of Dressings and Sauces. <laughs> I had no idea there was such a thing oh, as the Association yeah. of Dressings 
and sauces. Can I guess? I'm going to guess what they're going to, I'm going to call it. And now. it will become effective February 14, 2022. Well, they're not trying to change the name. Okay. They just, they have the standard. Oh, I see what you're saying. You saw the identity. What that means is, uh, well, I'll tell you more here. Okay. You know, the final rule posted in the February register on January 13th, the Food and Drug Administration said, when the standard of identity was established in 1950, French dressing was one of three types of dressings we identified. Yes, yes. In other words, the ingredients is this standard of identity. Okay. The other two being mayonnaise and related salad dressing. <laughs> yeah. The rigid set of standards set by the federal government for French dressing was put in place to protect consumers from economic adulteration or food fraud. Okay. Uh, the requirement set for French dressing, which was distinguishable by its reddish-orange color, yeah. it still is, and sweet taste, was that it must contain at least 35% vegetable oil, okay. in addition to an acid such as vinegar or lemon or lime juice. No, no ketchup in there? No. I was just, okay. But, yeah. I think the vinegar gave it the red color. Yeah, that must have been. But, yeah. the Association for Dressings and Sauces contended that the regulations were outdated, and that the standards stymied the ability of food companies to adapt their recipes to meet changing tastes and dietary needs. Wow. Consumers looking for low-fat and fat-free versions of French dressings were out of luck, since those products could not be marketed as French dressing. The revoking of the old law, however, is unlikely to have much effect on sales of French dressing. In 2017, a survey by the Association for Dressings and Sauces found that Americans' first preference was ranch dressing. Okay. What do you think their second preference was? Blue cheese. No, they already got the ranch. They okay, got right. that, oh, that's that, cool. that that's covered, you know. Okay. Uh, I would go yeah. with uh, Thousand Island. Eh, it's kind of... Well, I guess so. No, no, you, if, Italian. Italian, okay. All right. I'm surprised you wouldn't name Italian because well, no. you were doing the oil and vinegar no, thing. No, I'm That's not kind saying of an well, my Italian... personal preference. I thought you were talking about but the, most people, the, I think... the great unwashed. What do they like to, to put on their salad? And the great I was, unwashed. And I, I was thinking that the Thousand Island would yeah, be... Yeah, well, a low, low opinion of, <laughs> of people's taste in dressings and, and sauces, I can see. The unruly mob. Yeah, what, what do they know about <laughs> dressings know? and sauces? Exactly. They're not school in the culinary arts. Yeah. What do they know? Yeah. Uh, Mahler's. Mahler likes. <laughs> Sometimes I just I just put a big dab of uh, well you know what a big dab of French dressing. I, I know I got I got an yeah. idea for them and I'm yeah. full of ideas. I mean, yeah, 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 Mahler. Mahler, listen to me, Mahler. I think you're gonna like this. They they should start calling it freedom dressing. Oh, oh freedom see, dressing. Freedom dressing. I think they. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, oh, with that's... all the technology around, I bet they could make it red, white, and blue. <laughs> they probably could. Yeah. They'll make blue mayonnaise somehow. Yeah. And they'll, it'll work. It'll work. Well, well you need mayonnaise. the white. You need the white. The mayonnaise has got to be the white part. I don't know. We uh, can work it out. Yeah, we'll work it out. And finally, yeah. you mean eh? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a bad idea. What? My my freedom dressing. That was a really bad idea. That was a good idea. All right. All right. I'm gonna, I need some. I need some MDXD stuff. MDMA? Yeah, MDMA. <laughs> XD. <laughs> Why do you have a trauma I about dressing? I just did. Yeah, I feel. I feel. Right traumatized. there. That's not a trauma, Mike. I feel traumatized by that. No. Okay. Well, can no, I get some not... anyway? Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's that'd be called street MDMA or ecstasy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where I can get? <laughs> you know, I don't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. 
there yeah. used to be a time when you knew somebody who knew somebody, right? Well, I'm but, sure I could, you know, sniff it out somewhere, <laughs> but it takes some research. They were just giving it to me before. <laughs> yeah. There's no, I know somebody who knows somebody. There's not that much of that anymore, at least in... Yeah, I guess everybody just walks into a store and buys <laughs> exactly. cannabis. Yeah, there's true. You don't have to that's... worry about a supplier for that. So well, it kind of touches... It breaks down the the social yeah the network, yeah, of, network of drug addicts exactly yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> well, oh God! And finally, from yeah. the Washington yeah. Post, yeah. Italy's top court added a new human rights violation to a list alongside enslavement, torture, and forced starvation. New human rights violation. Okay. The human right of not having to listen to the sound of someone flushing their toilet in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Italy's Supreme Court cited rulings by the European Court of Human Rights in deciding a 19-year-old legal battle that began when a couple living in an apartment near La Spezia complained that the neighbor's new toilet was keeping them awake with intolerable noises. Yeah. Hey, Giuseppe, uh, stop a flush in your... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Muerta. Muerta? Was that Italian or Spanish? Oh, I see what you're trying yeah, to... You're yeah. trying to say kill. Muerta. Death. Muerta to you. Yeah. A lower court ruled against them, and the couple took the case to an appeals court in the northern city of Genoa. You notice how I didn't really mention uh, that guy who used to be president of the United States no, today? Please, yeah. No, please, No, good. Good no, on you. I'm just kind of tired of talking about that and, and bitching about, yeah. you know, the way the country's run. Yeah. President Nero. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about even now. Yeah, you know, even, people oh, are yeah, people yeah. are now saying that you know Biden is losing it and all that, and, they, and he's unpopular. And I just want to state right now again, because I said this before, yeah. and I feel strongly about it. Yeah. The news is reported wrong, for one thing. Right. I just allowed to cleanse the palate today. Okay. They don't uh, report the news as you would to people general the general population. They report the news as if they're all political pundits. And whatever happens is Biden's fault or Biden's blame or you know, somebody. Yeah. We we uh, we characterize it not we but the media tends to characterize things as being having personalities right. rather than just saying you know you're not going to get benefits now. Right. That's what this means. The Biden administration. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, They're in disarray. They're in disarray. When. Really, what we're talking about is, you know, maybe the planet's going to burn up a lot quicker because we didn't pass this bill. Right. Or you're not going to get health insurance because we didn't pass this bill. Right. So they just, they don't, they don't talk about things that way. And it kind of annoys me. Most network television, and I'm going to say MSNBC because that's, I watch more than I should of yeah. MSNBC. They treat every show as if it was one of those old time serials yeah. where the where the damsel in distress is strapped to the uh to the railroad tracks yeah and somebody's going to swoop in at the last minute every yeah. show ends like it's you know to be continued next week with another edition uh -huh. you know of people saving us and and they get four or five people on there to say the same 
damn thing over and over and over again. And been doing it for the last 20 years. And everybody's predicting what will happen. Nothing about after yeah. what is happening. Everybody's a prognosticator. Yeah. Every show. It includes sports. It includes uh, politics. It includes everything. It's all about what might happen. In the meantime, the planet is burning up. And yeah. every effing time I watch this stuff, my head wants to explode. I just, I can't Ugh. take it anymore. I you, need, you need some ecstasy. I do, I do. Back to the toilets. Yes, back to the toilets. A lower court ruled against uh, the uh, uh, people who were uh, making the noises yeah. and the couple, against the couple who were complaining, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. about these intolerable noises caused by a neighbor's toilet. Yeah. And the couple took the case to an appeals court in the northern city of Genoa, or Genoa. Uh, that court ordered an investigation that revealed why the toilet was so loud. Yeah. Four brothers who owned the apartment next door had embedded the water tank in a nine-inch wall not far from the couple's headboard. They took the whole water tank yeah. of the uh, toilet and just put it right, right there. where the couple was okay. there. And then right. apparently there are four brothers, and they're using the toilet like eight, uh, ten times a all night. Right. All right, I get it. I hear you. Yeah, now. the yeah. court was sympathetic to the couple's struggle to sleep and ordered that the brothers would have to move the water tank and pay the couple $565 for every year since the device was installed, roughly $10,760 in total. The brothers asked Italy's Supreme Court to intervene, and last week that panel also ruled against them. Yeah. Yeah. This was a deliberate act to annoy somebody. Next. That's, it's not about the, the flushing. It's about, yeah, yeah. it's antagonistic. Il Gironne. Yeah. Il Giornale. Mm -hmm. uh, daily News. I'm saying it like a Frenchman. Mm. Il Giornale. Uh, daily Newspaper published in Milan commented on the 19-year-old legal battle saying Albert Einstein developed a theory of relativity in less time than it took for Italy's courts to solve the tiff between the neighbors. <laughs> if Franz Kafka had been an Italian citizen of today, he would have written that he would have not have written the trial. He would have written the toilet. <laughs> to describe justice in our country, at the judicial level, we are a big, huge, gigantic, clogged toilet. <laughs> You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.